Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we get started, I... Do want to remind you we have two other great podcasts out there for your listening pleasure. Be sure and check out the old time radio Superman show at laserandsword.com. Uh, currently being hosted by Blaine Dowler. And then the war. As we, uh, enter the final weeks of that podcast, you can follow that at thewar.greatdetectives.net. Well, uh, also over at greatdetectives.net, be sure and read my review of J. Mark Trans, uh, J. Mark Bertrand's, uh, mystery novel, uh, Nothing to Hide. And you can follow all of my, uh, uh articles and book reviews at, uh, greatdetectives.net. And you can have those automatically sent to you on your Kindle and try that service out free for two weeks. Well, now it is time for today's episodes of Police Headquarters. Uh, we have episodes 32 and 33, The Deadly Poker Game and Judge Carlton Missing. What is that, buddy? That second brain. What is that, girl? Sergeant O'Brien. This is James Morris speaking from Edward Cunningham's residence in Oak Knoll. Yes? Mr. Cunningham has just been found dead in his bedroom. I called his doctor and he suggested that I notify the police. You did the right thing. What's the address out there? 1837 Oak Knoll. 1837 Oak Knoll. We'll have a man right out. Yes? Where's Captain Reynolds? Yeah, out on the call. Ryan back yet? No, sir. All right, send the man in to hold the desk down. I'm going out on a suicide. Come right in. I'm James Morris, the man who called you. Oh, I'm Sergeant O'Brien. I suppose you want to go right upstairs. Yes. Oh, uh, I haven't met this gentleman. Oh, this is Mr. Collins, a banker. How do you do, sir? How do you do, Sergeant? Uh, it's a shame this had to happen. We've all been... Uh, uh, who's the lady in the next room? Jane Wilson, uh, Mr. Cunningham's niece. She's, uh, she's rather hard hit by what happened. You see, she was very fond of her uncle. She's been practically a father to her. And, uh, uh, did your doctor arrive? Uh, yes, he's upstairs now. Did he pronounce Mr. Cunningham dead? Uh, oh, yes, sir. Mm. Which one of you discovered the body? Oh, I did, Sergeant. Where were you at the time? Sitting down here smoking a cigar. I was startled with a shot and went upstairs to investigate. Where were you, Morris? At the drugstore on the corner. Uh, Mr. Cunningham had just sent me on an errand. You see, I'm Mr. Cunningham's secretary. Mm. And where was Miss Wilson? Upstairs in her room. Uh, we both met in the hallway outside Edward, uh, I mean, Mr. Cunningham's room. 
Had she heard the shot? Yes, and she was investigating it the same as I was. I went to the door to Cunningham's room and knocked. There was no answer, so I opened the door and went in. I, I suppose Miss Wilson and I both saw him at the same time. I see. Well, we'll run upstairs and see the body. If you will accompany me, Laura. And, uh, Miss Collins, you'd be so kind as to step into the next room and ask Miss Wilson not to leave until I have a chance to talk to her. Very well. Either way, Morris. He'll right up these stairs. Oh, I can't say why he did it. He had everything he wanted. He's never spent at the first moment, as far as I know. Men do funny things at times. Uh, right over here. But Mr. Cunningham is the last person on earth you'd expect to commit suicide. Why do you say that? Because he got so much fun out of living. Edward Cunningham was a born gambler. Not a professional, mind you, but he loved his cards. That's why Mr. Collins is here tonight. They had a game scheduled. Just the two of them? Uh, no, there was another gentleman. A man named Brady. He often played with Mr. Cunningham and Mr. Collins. I see. And, uh, Brady hasn't shown up yet? No. He called at six o'clock telling Mr. Cunningham that he would be unable to come this evening. Uh, Mr. Cunningham seemed greatly disappointed. Uh, here we are. Oh. Uh, this is Dr. Wood, Sergeant O'Brien, the headquarters doctor. Oh, how do you do? How do you do? Oh, what's the news, Doctor? Yeah, looks like an out-and-out case of suicide, Sergeant. The body was found just as it is. You'll notice a wound and powder marks on the forehead. Yes. A uh, gun is just beyond his hand where it must have fallen. Mm -hmm. How long has he been dead? Only a very few minutes. He left uh, no note? I didn't see one. Did you, Morris? Why, no. Well, it's certainly, isn't it, for a suicide to leave a note or something? I'm sure that you're in a better position to answer that than I am. Uh, you say that Mr. Cunningham had sent you to the drugstore for something, and that you weren't in the house at the time the shot was fired. That's right. What had Mr. Cunningham sent you after? A box of cigars. Oh, I see. Well, I've done all I can. Uh, you've sent for the coroner. No, not yet. I'll do it as soon as I've had time to look around. Very well. Well, I'll be leaving if I'm no longer needed. Uh, just one question, Doctor. Uh -huh. Is the body lying in a natural position for a suicide? Uh, yes, I'd say it is. And there's the usual amount of powder grains about the wound? Well, there's one thing that doesn't quite come up to standard. Uh, there aren't as many powder grains as I've seen in other cases, but of course it's a rather small gun, but even then there should be a few more powder marks. Just what I was thinking. Well, thank you, Doctor. You're uh, very welcome. Uh, oh, how, how's Miss Jane, Morris? Uh, better. She's a brave girl. She'll pull through all right. However, you might see her as you leave. She's in study. Yes, I shall. Well, good day. Do you know of any reason for Cunningham to kill himself? No, I don't. His business affairs are in good shape? Yes, sir. He was a very wealthy man. He had no worries. Hmm. Will Miss Wilson uh, profit by this? She'll inherit his money, I believe. However... She really doesn't need it. She has a million or so of her own. I see. But Cunningham and Collins on friendly terms? Oh, yes, sir. They've been friends for years. And this Mr. Brady, who was scheduled to appear tonight and didn't. I can't say about him. Mm -hmm. Was Mr. Cunningham in this room when he sent you for the cigars? Oh, yes, sir. Uh-huh. All right. Will you step down and tell Mr. Collins that I'd like to see him? Certainly, sir. <laughs> Twenty years and have never known of him to be in any trouble of any sort? That's right. Why, well, it is known who'd want to kill Cunningham. 
He's always kind and thoughtful. Uh, you were here tonight for a poker game, I believe, Miss Collins. Yes, we make it a custom to play twice a week. The stakes run pretty high? Barely so. We, we make it interesting. Mm -hmm. How much are the normal losses during an evening? Oh, I should say 10 or 15,000. Oh, well, you do make it interesting. Well, that's all a matter of viewpoint. But do you know about this fellow, Brady, who found it uh, inconvenient to show up tonight? Very little. He was introduced to me at the Clover Club, and there's a gambler from the word go. I think Cunningham enjoyed playing with him. Was Brady a winner? On the contrary, he was a heavy loser. The night before last at my club, Cunningham was forced to take his IOUs for $25,000. Oh, nice profit for one night. Well, I'd better forget about poker and get busy with my report. Oh, uh, send Miss Wilson up, will you? Surely. Come in, Miss Wilson. I'm Sergeant O'Brien. Yes, I know. I'm sorry to have to ask you questions at a time like this, but it'll be best to get everything cleared up. I understand. Do you know any reason for your uncle committing suicide? Not a single reason. Uncle Edward was a happy-go-lucky person. Not the type to commit suicide. Hmm. Where were you when you heard the shot? In my room. Where is that? At the end of the hall. Well, uh, what did you do after you heard the shot? I ran out into the hall, just in time to see Mr. Collins coming up the steps. We both went to Uncle's room and saw him dead. And, uh, where was Mr. Morris, his secretary? Out on an errand, I believe. He came in about five minutes later. I see. Miss Wilton, do you know Mr. Brady? I've met the man. Hmm. You don't seem to approve of your uncle's choice of a card associate. The man is nothing more than a professional gambler. I have no use for him. Uncle showed me where he signed gambling debts amounting to $25,000. Did you see the IOUs? Yes. Where did your uncle keep them? In this drawer, here. But I thought, they're gone. Gone? Yes. I saw Uncle put them there this afternoon. Hmm. Well, perhaps Brady came by and paid them. Well, I can soon tell you. Just as soon as I open this safe. Well, while you're doing that, I'll look through his wallet here. Why, there's only a hundred dollars in the safe. There's less than that in the wallet. I think we can safely assume that the IOUs were not paid. Uh, do you recognize this gun? Yes. It's a Camp Caddy Marvel 22. Uncle Edward used it for target practice. I see. I see you know your firearms. Did he ever attach a silencer to it? Not that I know of. No, I'm sure he didn't. I went to the ranch with him the few times he used it. Mm -hmm, I see. Uh, can you tell me, Miss Wilson, what scattered the ashes in the fireplace here? No, I can't. Look here, Mr. Sergeant. If you feel that my uncle's death is a suicide, why do you keep poking around and asking so many questions? The answer that, my dear young lady, would be to uh, give away a very ingenious plot. <laughs> How do you do, Miss Wilson? Why did you send your driver for me? I thought you might like to be in on the final episode of our drama. What do you mean? I thought you might be interested in the outcome of my investigation. You mean that Uncle Edward's death was not... Was not a suicide. 
Your uncle, Miss Wilson, was the victim of a very cold-blooded, deliberate murder. I was fairly sure of it the first day there in your house. Since then, I've learned things that have led me to the murderer. But who could possibly... I've had my men trailing him for days, and I find there were two in on the scheme. They're in that room, talking things over. If you like, we'll go in and give them a little surprise visit. Step over here with me. I can't believe it. I... Are you ready for a surprise? Yes. All right. Oh, good evening, Mr. Morris. Don't bother getting up. Keep your seat. I believe your friend is Mr. Brady. Why, what do you mean, breaking into my apartment this way? I... I'm here on an errand, Morris. Like the one you ran for Cunningham the night he was killed. Only my errand will be completed. Morris, I arrest you and Brady for the murder of Edward Cunningham. No, you don't. Not one of your moves. Even airtight case. You're both headed for a hangman's noose. Do you mean that Morris, my uncle's secretary, was implicated in this dreadful affair? I certainly do. However, he was just a pawn for Brady. Brady lost $25,000 to your uncle in a poker game. He had to get those IOUs back, so he concocted a scheme with Morris to get the IOUs and to rob your uncle's safe at the same time. But Morris was at the drugstore. I don't see... How the murder was accomplished? Yes. You remember that I asked if your uncle had ever used a silencer on the gun. Yes. I found the marks of a silencer on the barrel. Morris killed him with a silencer, then removed it, wiped the gun clean, put your uncle's prints on it, and left. But what about the shot? Scattered ashes explained that. In leaving, Morris tossed a blank cartridge into the glowing coal. In time, it exploded, giving him time to get downstairs and establish an alibi. Oh... Here's the sergeant for his prisoners. Detective Bureau, Captain Trent. Just a minute. It's your paper, Porter. Are you here? Sure, I'm here. Tell that big stiff on the city desk that I'm on a big case. Tell him that You'd I'm... better talk to him. Give me the phone. Hello. Sure, I'm on a job. Hey, don't you ever get tired of checking up? Sure, I'm after it, but a lot of good it'll do me. Trent don't know any more about it than you do. Okay. 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 Yeah, you see how it is? The old man's riding me to death on the thing. I've told you all we know, Porter. If Judge Carlson hasn't been kidnapped, he's in hiding. Yeah, but where? Don't you realize that it's the biggest case of the year, and here you guys are, sitting around waiting for him to come in and say, Hello, boys, I've been out on a picnic. Well, we're doing everything we can. You and that photographer you've got with you aren't helping any by hounding us on the Well, case. what about it? I'm getting hounded, ain't I? Listen, Captain, you've got to find Judge Carlson. The two million readers of the Gazette demand it. <laughs> yeah. Since when did two million people start wasting their time? Yeah. You better wake up that dummy of the cameraman over there in the chair and get out and fill your space. We've got work to do in here. Yeah, well, let... What's that? 
Three-alarm fire somewhere. They're calling the reserve officers on the traffic squad. Just my speed. Hey, Whippy, wake up. Wake up. Give me that telephone book a minute, Cap. Hey, wake up, will you? What's up? Oh, it's you. Can't you ever let a guy rest in peace? Come on, come on. Snap out of it. Boop, there's work to be done. Hey, where is that fire, Cap? Why, ask me. There's the telephone. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, hey, where's the fire? Where? Oh, thanks. Come on, Tip. There's kind of a down on spring. Yeah. Come on, come on, and don't get yourself all tangled up in that camera there. Let's see if we can get up on that building over there, up away from this crowd, and, and get sort of a bird's-eye view of the whole thing. They say there's a man caught in there. If there is, this picture will make the front page, and the city Ed will haul his head off if we don't get a good one. All right, you dumb fucks. How are we going to get up there? By this alley over here. And stop calling me names. All right. Where now, Dopey? There ought to be a fire escape in the back of this alley that'll take us up to the roof. All right, come on. I'm coming. <laughs> be careful of that camera. Why don't you look where you're going, dummy? It's not as dark as all that. I stumbled on some... Hey, hey, Ed. What? Look. Holy smoke. That guy laying here in the alley. I, I tripped over. Hey, quick. Swing a light on him. Eh, booze. Some drunk, maybe, huh? Here's a flashlight. Why, Chubby Meadows. Yeah, must have been hitting a bottle pretty heavy to get this drunk. He's not drunk. Look. Blood. Yeah. Quick, you run down to the corner and get a cop. Then get to the nearest phone and call Captain Trent. I'll stay here. Poor guy. There'll be plenty of cane raised over this. Who's it? Who is it? Chubby Meadows of the Star. Is he dead? Yeah, two slugs in his heart. Looks like he's been shot from behind. I got a friend of mine calling Captain Trent. You better stay here until he arrives, huh? Meadows, is he the guy who takes all those action pictures for the star? Yeah, one of the best lads in the business. Inclined to drink a bit, but he's ace high among the newspaper photographers. Oh, oh here comes Wimpy. Did you get Trent? Hey, yeah. Said he'd be right over. Whew, I had to run two blocks for a phone. The captain should be here pretty quick. What'd you find? He's been shot in the back. Looks like he was on an assignment. Maybe he was down here, photographed the fire. Is uh, Chubby's Cameron Porter case, too. Yeah. Gee, that's too bad. He was a swell guy. It'll be tough on his wife, too. Wife? I yeah. didn't know he was married. Yeah, been married more than a year. Got a wife and a kid. It'll be hard on them. I'd like to have a hold of the dirty rat to pull this. Yeah, bet his paper will blow the lid off on this thing. I bet we all will. Yeah, that must be Captain Trent. Yeah, it's his car, all right. Hey, you better get Chubby's Cameron plate case out of the way, here. What's going on, Porter? Chubby Meadows. Somebody plugged him in the back. No. What did I say? Here, take a look for yourself. What was he doing here? Looks like he was taking pictures of the fire. That's his business. I mean, what was he doing here in this alley? Well, Wimpy here had a goofy idea of going up on the top of this building across from the fire and making a few shots. Chubby probably had the same idea. Hmm. Mike. 
Get a couple of cars and throw lights on this alley from both ends. Go over the place with a fine-tooth comb and see what you find. It's like a cold-blooded, deliberate murder, if you ask me. Did Chubby have any enemies? Well, you know as much about it as I do. Chubby Meadows wasn't the kind of a newspaper man who made enemies, though. He sure run into something. What assignment was he working on? How should I know? I work for the Gazette. It's your job to find the guy who shot him. Take a flash of this, Wimpy, and then bait it. The old man will probably put an extra out as soon as I phone in my story. Then where are you going? Into headquarters with Trent. I want to follow this thing through. Develop those fire pictures as soon as you get a chance. Murphy will probably want to use them as a filler in the next edition. Okay. Hey, you big dummy, don't forget your plate case. Huh? Oh, no. Talked to the city editor of the Star. He says that Chubby Meadows wasn't on any particular assignment tonight. Well, did you ask him about any previous assignments? Yes. The editor told me that Chubby had been following up some leads on Judge Carlson's disappearance, but nothing came of them. Ah, Judge Carlson, eh? Yeah. I sent a couple of men down to the paper to quiz all of Meadows' friends and associates. We may get something out of them. Yeah. Judge Carlson, eh? Hey, did they identify the body they found in the fire tonight? There wasn't anything left to identify but some teeth and a set of keys. They're checking up on the keys now. Come in. Hey, is that good for nothing Porter in here? Oh, there you are. What do you mean, sending Wimpy in with a picture like this and not giving me a line on it? What do you mean? I called the whole story in before I left the scene. I sent Wimpy in with the pictures. Yeah, we got the pictures, but not a line on Judge Carlson. Judge Carlson? Who said anything about Judge Carlson? Who said, say, are you plain nutty? No, but I think you are. I phoned in the whole story of finding uh, uh, Chubby Meadows in the alley before I came down here with Captain Trent. Who said anything about Chubby Meadows? We got that story. Been on the streets for an hour. What I want is a follow-up on that picture you took of Judge Carlson. Say, are you... What picture? What picture? Do you mean to say that you didn't take this? Here, take a look at this picture. Well, for, for the love... Hey, Captain, take a look at this. Judge Carlson? Yeah, and that big lug walking with him is Steve Yeager. Where did you get that picture, Porter? I didn't take it. Wimpy must have taken it. Wimpy says he didn't take it. He says you must have taken it while he was running for the telephone. Well, he's crazy as usual. Say. Well? Chubby Meadows took that picture. What do you mean? Chubby Meadows took that picture and that's why he was killed. Wimpy picked up the wrong plate case when he left. He developed Chubby's pictures. Well, I'll be... Then you didn't take it. No. Detective Bureau, Captain Trent. What? Quiet. Oh. Okay. Okay. Now what? They just identified the body in the ruins as Judge Carlson. They what? They identified the keys and the ring as belonging to Judge Carlson. There's something wrong there. We got a picture of Judge Carlson and Steve Yeager walking together. I wonder where Meadows took this picture. Uh, looks like the alley where we found him. Now I know what happened. Judge Carlson is in on this. So Steve Yeager. Jaeger is the one who probably turned the heat on Chubby. Why? Well, you remember the indictment against Jaeger, don't you? Carlson turned it down. I've noticed lately that he's been letting Jaeger's hoodlums go free. When the grand jury threatened an investigation, Judge Carlson disappeared. Then there's a fire, and he tries to make it appear as if he's been caught in the fire. And Chubby Meadows saw them walking and took a flashlight of them and tried to get away and was killed. Exactly. Hello. Just a minute. For you, Porter, it's that dumb cameraman of yours. Uh, hello. Say, listen, you big... 
What's that? When? Oh, you did, huh? Good boy. What's the address? Uh, get this, Captain. 621 Clinton, eh? Good. Now, look. You stick outside and we'll be right down. 621 Clinton. What's up? Wimpy just called to say that three lugs grabbed him coming out of a restaurant and took his camera and plate case away from that him. That settles it. That's the reason Chubby Meadows was killed. They thought Wimpy had this picture. Yeah, but you haven't heard the best of it. Wimpy grabbed a taxi and followed the three mugs. He called from across the street from where they're staying. He's not so dumb, huh? Good. Yes, sir. Get a car and three men in front right away. Right. Come on, we'll corner those rats. Wimpy said he'd made us at the corner. I don't see... Uh, look, it's that dumb photographer. He's been hurt. Quick. He's been hit on the head. How are you, Chad? Oh, okay, I guess. And we're heading for the airport. I tried to bluff them out of it, but they shocked me on the head. The airport? Here, we'll give you a hand. Get the car, Porter. Those rats are trying to get across the border. There's their car. That black sedan. Come on, boys. Hey, look out. They're behind the car. Get down here, you dummy. What? Is this a chance to shoot a battle like this? Whee! What a picture! Captain Trent closed in on them. Steve Yeager sure got his share of the lead. Yeah. Hey, look. Boy, will that make a picture. What a scoop. A picture of Judge Carlson committing suicide. Welcome back. Have to admit the crook's not too bright in this one. Um, you know, killing the photographer, but leaving his camera intact and then going back to get it later. Thing turned into a big mess. You do have to wonder what type of pictures, you know, they would publish in the newspaper in those days. Uh, though we also did see another appearance of future Casey Crime uh, photographer co-star um, John Gibson. Well, we have a few programming notes. First of all, we only have six episodes of Police Headquarters left. So coming in four weeks, listeners have been waiting for it for a while, we will begin Dragnet. So be sure and listen. August the 9th, Dragnet joins the great detectives of old-time radio. Also this weekend, be sure and uh, watch another episode of Decoy for our video theater. Well, we turn now to listener comments and feedback, and uh, we have a comment from Ben, who writes, one of the best podcasts out there. Well, thanks so much. I do appreciate that, Ben. Uh, that will actually do it for today. We will be back, uh, as I said, tomorrow with an episode of Decoy. 
And then join us back here on Monday for Pursuit. And then next Saturday, two more episodes of Police Headquarters. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter, Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.